The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 72 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom. Representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Cox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. This is it. Super Bowl 57 is here, and the Chiefs are in it to win it. Tom and I are here to try and speed up the clock a little bit more and get you a little bit closer to Sunday with our build-up as the Chiefs take on the Philadelphia Eagles. But first... Listen, Derek... You've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> Tyler Huntley out of his own end zone. One for one on the day to Tyreek Hill. It's down, you know, every possession. you got to get to the 50, you know, the shorter, shorter field right to the yellow line. So let's give a new set of downs here to be able to. Quarterbacks have four seconds to throw the football. A lot of space. Gorgeous there early. Tyler Huntley with four seconds to complete, and he does our first touchdown in Vegas for Mark Andrews out of Baltimore. Before we get into all these Super Bowl talk, Tom, uh, I just wanted to get your opinion on the Pro Bowl. Did you watch any of it? (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag analysis. Honestly, (laughs) what? What player was, was it Josh Jacobs that turned around and said this was a (laughs) show? (laughs) The man was right. I cannot believe they charge people to go and watch that. I can't believe people go and watch it. Honestly, I, I, I'm trying to think of this. Like, there must be at least fifty different things that are better to do in Vegas <laughs> that are legal and illegal to do than go and watch the Pro Bowl. It's more fun. Yeah, honestly, getting held up in the parking lot would be one. Yeah, honestly, I think I'd rather go through the entire script of Hangover One. It happened to me than go and watch the Pro Bowl. Yeah. And that includes like Mike Tyson punching me. Honestly, it it's just it's terrible. Awful. It's, it's terrible. awful. Like 
the flag football side of it, I can I, I kind of get the flag football stuff. That that they need to do something because the actual game, the kitted game, was just so bad and it was getting worse and worse. And yeah. you've got this problem now of players turning it down because it's just a bar show, basically. It's just the a, time. Yeah, honestly, it's just awful. Yeah. So you're getting players turning it down now. But I don't even enjoy the skill games and everything around it. I, I don't care how many targets Tyler Huntley can mit, uh, hit or miss. I, I, don't, I don't care about Derek Carr playing dodgeball. I, I, I don't care about Armand Rasent Brown jumping off a trampoline to try and make some like Walmart version of the dunk contest with catches. It's just, honestly, it. I, I watched about five minutes this weekend. And that enough. I just, yeah. And that's... Normally, I'm turning the Pro Bowl off by like 10, 15 minutes. I normally put it on, watch 10, 15 minutes of it, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. Why don't they just send all the players to an island where they can just do what they want? And there's, they let, they, they let them have a nice time there. Like, just, just go on. The cameras on a, them. <laughs> let them have a private retreat or whatever. Not Love Island. Let them just go do what they want. They want a, they want a nice getaway of each other. Just t- let them go on holiday together. All expenses. We don't need to watch them on holiday. I, I don't get I'm so glad the Chiefs weren't there. I think it's and more that... entertaining, actually. I think it would be more entertaining if we had the cameras on and let them do what they want and just see what they do. I, I think it would be more entertaining than actually a flag football game or even the skilled positions game. Yeah. Just maybe. something, you know, something out of the ordinary. Oh, yeah, I just, I didn't enjoy it. And I, I, the players clearly enjoy it, but... Did they do? Don't get did me they wrong. Sorry? Did they enjoy it? Or did or they Josh feel Jacobs compelled did. they have to because they've been selected in the Pro Bowl? I don't, I don't know. But... I'm I'm not going to go crazy over it. I'm not losing sleep over the Pro Bowl. I just don't watch it. Like, I, that's all it is. I have an opinion of it. I don't think it's very good. Yeah. I don't understand why people pay to go watch it. But, you know, some people have more money than sense. So they, they can they can afford to go and watch something like that. Well, even and I'm sure people... some people had a lovely, do- lovely time. Yeah. But for me, I hope the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl every year just so I don't have to. That, that my last memory of each season doesn't have to be watching Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones play in that game and do all that rubbish stuff. Like, that's, at the time. Just please make the Super Bowl. Every yeah, year. even the kit wasn't as like imaginative this time. I mean, normally, I always quite liked the, the, the previous year's Pro Bowl kits and stuff, and I always thought, what are they doing? He had like a black top on, uh, on what was it, the NFC team? It was a black top. It had an arrow on it and it had a number. And I was like, is that it? Is that really it? Oh, yeah. And, and they probably had a little silvery kind of patch with the team yeah. that they were playing for on their arm. That was it. And I was like, that's, it's there's just zero effort gone into this. Well, a bit like the uh, Super Bowl logos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, God, that's another thing. Super Bowl logos. What the hell's going on with them? Yeah. They, they just just tag another like number on at the end. Yeah. And it's just... Oh yeah, just minimalism, mate. Minimalism. That's all it is. <sighs> people think just because people like plain clothes and you know, like that, like their clothes don't have to be out there too much. But it doesn't apply to everything. Not everything needs to be like all neat and tidy. Like bring yeah. back like the out there logos from the eighties and the nineties. Bring them yeah. back. Like, let's let's start having a little bit of fun with logos. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. This one's getting. This one's better. There's a bit of color in this one. Yeah. But so they've they've come away from the usual script from the last ten years a little bit. But it's still got that kind of like boring outline. There's there's no like wacky shape. There's nothing there's nothing on there that looks like ah, oh, you know, like a Super Bowl logo normally looks like a ten year old's done it on paint. 
Yeah. That's what it looks like. That's what I honestly need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just done a dot to dot and just let the kids go crazy at Mason alone. Let's Rabbit do this. Numbers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I agree with you. The Super Bowl logo's just got meh at the minute. Um, mm. Actually, it's funny you should mention the Super Bowl because the Chiefs are in one this weekend. Oh, are they? Are they yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. It's funny you should mention that. Quite a yeah. coincidence, isn't it? Um, Super Bowl open day had happened recently. And uh, my God, any, honestly, have you heard some of the <laughs> yes, questions? We need to, before you start, we need to rename this podcast the Grumpy Old Man Podcast because yeah. <laughs> we are going to moan the whole way through this podcast. Grumpy Old British Men Shouting at Clouds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mate, it's been a long old season, and I think we we just want to vent quite a bit of it out at the minute because it yeah. it, it has been a it it been it's been a tough season. You know, we had everything yeah. that was going on at the previous game as well against the Bengals. We had all that hype and all that yeah. drama and everything. We're just letting off a bit of steam in this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Super Bowl Open Day. Um, the questions. <laughs> so if you had some of these daft questions that have been coming out. Um, <laughs> one of the questions was, "What was it? Which Eagles player wouldn't you uh, date your daughter?" And that was the Eagles. <laughs> and he's like, "She's five years old." <laughs> yes. Imagine you've just been like you've been taken away to go. Mm. You know, you're going to go and interview a player. You know, what yep. is going to be the big thing that you're going to ask? It's your time to shine in front of this player. Ask a really stunning question that yep. he's going to think about forever, even when he's on the Super Bowl field, thinking, "You know what? That was a hell of a question." And you come up with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who? Who's sending these people? <gasps> Hi, hi, Andy Reid, or hi, Nixon. <laughs> which, which one of your teammates would you let date your wife? If <laughs> <laughs> you, if you've got, if one of your players has to have an affair with your wife, which one would you not mind it being? <laughs> but that wasn't the dumbest question, was it not? No, someone actually asked again. Eagles head coach. Is this a must-win game? <laughs> it doesn't matter if we lose this one. In fact, might as well just go home. <laughs> right, just come on. <laughs> is it a must-win game? I reckon everyone should just go for a media pass next year for the Super Bowl. It, it seems like everybody has. I, I, I think you'll. I think you'll get it. I don't. I. I think maybe journalism is maybe the standards are kind of slipping a little bit. And I'm not talking about Arrowhead Pride. Arrowhead Pride journalism, great, but um, but. <laughs> Some, I of the, <laughs> some of the questions, it's just like, I don't get it. Yeah, imagine if we find out that it was Pete that asked those questions. Oh, God, yeah. God, yeah, we won't be on air long, will we? Jeez. <laughs> but like, it's even, another one that gets me as well, and this is such a basic question, and it's so boring now. The people that ask players what their favourite barbecue joint is in Kansas City. Like, yeah, it's the norm uh, now, isn't it? It's so boring now, isn't it? Yeah. It's like us, if, if we had players on always, every single person we ever talked to are, what do you think about the international series games in in, uh, in London? <laughs> like, like, it's just so predictable, so boring. I just, yeah, and, and I feel like that's the, the barbecue question. Yeah. Is like kind of getting a, that's why I kind of like, when Juju was talking about Philly cheesesteak, that was kind of like semi-trash talking. It I liked it. It's the closest we've got to trash talking all week when he sort of talked about 
Philly cheesesteak being overrated. But then again, straight away, someone goes, oh, what about barbecue in Kansas City? Oh, oh off. Like, come on. And, but the thing is, you know that that reporter's thinking, this is a great question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's yeah. ever asked this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to get free marketing for Gates Barbecue. <laughs> Maybe I'll get Gates for life for free if I ask this question. <laughs> the thing is, though, Maybe you, it's you an ulterior them? motive. There's an ulterior motive. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Get get someone to say on openings, opening night, oh, this barbecue place is the best. Then you'll get free food for the rest of your life. Like maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Although I have been to Gates and it is very good. It is nice. Yeah. It is very, very good. Um, but I've been thinking of questions that you might ask. <laughs> um, well, I um, might ask. Yeah. yeah no, well, you might ask a player if uh, you're in those situations. So you've got some standard questions like which celeb would you like to play you in a movie i think that's a pretty good good one i'd I'd be very interested to find out who travis kelsey would like to play him in a movie i think that's quite a good question put them on the spot yeah ask him about desert island discs yeah Uh, well that's um, a that's always a standard one yeah that's a that's a but it's a it's a one that is doesn't have the same answer so it's like you know it's yeah yeah, it's quite a, quite a good one you can learn a lot from a person in that Desert Island disc. You can, you can. And there's a question here that I was going to ask, but I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it was as well. You told me before the show, and I, I'm thinking, is he going to go for this, really? I'm looking at this question, and I'm like, I can't say that. Y'all can't say that. You, you want to be back next season, Tom. You cannot ask that question. <laughs> not even a quack would sort that out, would it? <laughs> so I was like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm gonna ask that question. <laughs> if you DM me, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> um, and then there's another question here. That's I think is tell you can find out a lot about a person by them answering this question. And right. I already think I know what kind of song you'd say. But what's your favorite? What's your go-to karaoke song? You've had a few too many sherbets. You want to get up on the uh, get up and have a good old sing song. What's your go-to song? That's why I think you'd find out a lot about a man or or a woman if you oh, ask them that question. When they I, get books, what are they gonna what are they gonna sing? What might you see them sing when they're host like, hoisting the Lombardi? What might you see in celebrations afterwards? Yeah. What's your go-to song? What would be mine? Yeah, yeah. Go on, as you're here. Let's ask. Go on, you. go on. I'll tell you, mate. Mine is. It's got to be "Sweet Child of Mine." <laughs> I belt that out. I really belt that out, mate. I really do. Honestly, I. Uh, it's like Axel Rose is literally right in front of you. When you just close your eyes. Obviously, I don't yeah. like him, but if you close your eyes, it, it's Axel Rose without a you, doubt. You are so basic. Um, <laughs> honestly, thought you were going to say an Oasis song, but you know, no, that's um... my second choice. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you don't know me. You don't know me. You're so basic. You're so, you, you know what? You were just so northern. <laughs> so, so basic. Sweet child of mine and Wonderwall. Uh, yeah. How did you know it was Wonderwall? <laughs> um, um, well, my, my, my two, because you didn't ask me, but I'm going to tell you. Anyway. Go on, yeah. What do you want? Um, my two. First one would be Limp Bizkit, My Generation. Which you've seen me sing a cappella anyway. <laughs> it just reminds me of a taxi ride that we had going to where we're we going, Milton Keynes. Yeah. And you started off singing Limp Biscuit, and the whole taxi was bouncing. There was about eight of us in the back of this taxi all singing. Yeah. Oh, God. Limp Biscuit, like 
definitely yeah. my favorite band of all time like you can tell that i'm like a late 80s like born in the late 80s was turning a teenager in the like turn of the millennium that yeah. type of time because obviously those new metal bands were like my childhood oh you're one of those little <laughs> so, yeah. yeah yeah basically yeah <laughs> my favorite pastime when i was younger was egging um <laughs> um and then my other one um so a similar sort of era but completely different genre uh will smith um will 2k will 2k no i would yeah. i would have gone with, and get um, and getting jiggy with it yeah just cruising for me really oh, you're so old you're yeah. so old <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned will smith and i went yeah, mentioned yeah. will smith song oh, and you said i'm yeah. old what? yeah uh, <laughs> yeah no uh will 2k just for the the listeners we haven't drank tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't been drinking. We're just, I don't know what it we're is. Just put, it's just... We're just putting off the fact that we haven't done any research on the Eagles <laughs> in the last week because we've been too busy. <laughs> but you've got other podcasts on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network to deal with that. Yeah. I know that Nate Christensen and Price Carter and Maurice Elston, I bet they're putting an excellent Kingdom Keys together this week. Though. They're going to talk about X's and O's, and you're oh, going to learn a excellent. lot. Yeah. You're going to learn a lot from those guys. You're, here you're for just that. not going to learn that from us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, yeah, we're just, we're just putting off. We're delaying. We're delaying. We're, I, think, I think it's safe to say we're ready for the season to end. I, I think we are. Way. I think we are. And yeah, in the nicest possible way. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, we, and we're we're not, it's not me being ungrateful about where we're at. Like, I am stupidly grateful that the Chiefs are making the Super Bowl. Again, third one in four, four years. I cannot wait to go and watch it with my arrowheads abroad, brothers and sisters. I cannot wait for that. It's, we're going to have an excellent night. And if the Chiefs win, it make an even better night. I am grateful for that. But this season has felt like it's lasted a lifetime. Normally, the NFL, normally the NFL seasons fly by. Mm-hmm. But this year, I don't know whether it's the extra week or whether it's the fact that the Chiefs have had so many heart attack games and there's all been all so much drama and like I don't know. The the Chiefs are always in the news cycle. It just seemed like it's lasted forever this season. And yeah, yeah, I'm 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 not wishing my life away, but I am looking forward to a break. The thing is, <laughs> not just from you, Brad, from just <laughs> Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, this time next week we'll be like, oh man, is that it? yeah probably yeah yeah yes i speak to you again in august (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Yeah, exactly but yeah no it's 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 yeah it's just been a a really kind of like you say it does feel like a long season i mean like you said yeah we're happy that the chiefs are there and we can't wait to actually watch the game and we love what we do we do love what we do we do i mean you can tell from the show we're just having a laugh with it really aren't we so um (laughs) it has been good but um just going back to Steering it back to the kind of like the Super Bowl opening day and everything like that. Uh, we saw Mama Kelsey was on there and she's big in the news at the minute, isn't she? Mama yeah. Kelsey. Loving um, life. She's been on the New Heights podcast, which I haven't actually listened to yet. I've heard a snippet of it before mm-hmm. um, before we came on air. Um, and she's honestly, she handles the, the media so, so well. I saw her in another interview earlier as well that um, she was getting quite emotional because they're asking her what it feel like, you know, you, you're a parent, you're watching your boys in the Super Bowl. She says, I'm, I'm really going to kind of get welled up with it, I think, because, you know, she's seen them growing up from these little lads running around by her feet and that and, you know, playing in the backyard, playing football together and fighting and all that kind of stuff. She's been through a lot and she's seen them compete right the way through their lives up until this point now. Um, and she just comes across so, so well and so sweet. Yeah. And 
but she really enjoys the game as well. Yeah. She, I mean, she's she lives and breathes the game. She wants yeah. a high-scoring Super Bowl. That's what she said. I'm, I'm, I want both offences to just literally go off. Fair play to her. That, that's what she wants. They might yeah. get that. It's it's funny because like you you think about like family members of celebrities, and yeah. I'm not picking on anyone in particular here or try, but sometimes you see when a family member falls into money and that money gets passed to others, you can see those people act like pets. Yeah, it changes. Like, sorry. It can change people, can't it? Money. Yeah, it can. Yeah. It can. And I, and again, I'm not pointing out any particular person on that. Mm. But with Kelsey's parents, they just sit like to me. And obviously, I don't know what they were like when their kids were younger. I don't know what they were like two years ago, I'd, whatever. But it just seems to me like they are the same people. Like, yeah. and I and I, I get the impression of that with uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey. All stuff like they are very likable guys, very down to earth guys, and even in their podcast after where they grew up, grew up for Christ's sake. Yeah. So they, they know they they know, they, they know their roots, don't they? Do know their roots, and it's just nice to see like normal people in that environment and acting how like I would expect my mum to act in in that type of environment. Your mum would um, absolutely be the same. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yes. like, just like I just I I I love it. I love watching the Kelsey, the Mama Kelsey, the the Papa Kelsey side of things because, yeah. at the end of the day, all of these players do have families and they do have a support network around them, and it's just not the players that are happy about their achievements. There's all these people around them that have watched yeah. them on this journey and watched them grow and helped them and supported them in their journey, and it almost feels like just rewards for them as well when the players are to, are reaching this and to the, get into their success. Yeah. And the fact that they have t- that twice, both brother, both sons, um, yeah. uh, it must be they must be immensely proud. And uh, as a dad, I can't begin to. I'm I'm like my son reads me a, a page from his book. He's four years old, yeah. and I, I'm happy about that. Like I'm proud of him doing that. But, but to have two sons go for their passion, their real passion, and make a living out of it, and then to reach the very pinnacle of it not only separately but then against each other as well they they they, they must be living their best life they this this week for the kelseys must be like the greatest week of their their entire family existence Absolutely. I, I can't i can't imagine what it's like to be a kelsey right now it must be oh, incredible. I, yeah. I i think it's kind of reflected in how respectful i think it's kind of set the tone for how respectful this game has been because we've just come we've just come from a build up from a game which what I would class as one of the most disrespectful build-ups to any game I've seen that involving the Chiefs yeah. in a long time. I cannot remember a build-up like that in any Chiefs game. Well, I, I'm can't, I can't think of one where the other team was just shouting so much. There was so much talk before a game. And then like you, you move on from that, you get past that obstacle. And now we're at a game where no one... Literally, no one is saying anything. We, I, I touched on it earlier. Juju Smith-Schuster talking about Philly cheesesteak is like the worst thing that's been said this week. Like, oh god! Even then, they laughed at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's just been such a respectful, like I don't know, like environment for both teams mm. this week, and it's been great to see the like even fans are noticing. Even trash talk between fans has been minimal this week. But I think it starts 
And I do think it all entirely starts, not just with respect from both teams for each other, but it kind of starts with the Kelsey thing. Mm-hmm. With the Jason versus Travis in a very respectful way. And the Kelsey and then Mama Kelsey, Papa Kelsey, they've kind of set the tone for what type of build up to this game, yeah. what we were going to get. And it's been it's yeah. been it's been kind of nice. Like media members must think it's really boring, but I think I found the build up to this, the Bengals game pretty exhausting, to be honest. And by the end of it, I was right. just done with it and just wanted the game. And it's kind of nice just to see two teams that know they're both very good respect the hell out of each other and they're just going to let all the talking be done on the field. Uh, it's, it's, it's nice to see. Um, and I just think both fans, sets of fans, they've already got that one Super Bowl that they haven't won in years out the way. Um, obviously, with Eagles winning in Super Bowl 52, Chiefs winning in Super Bowl 54, there seems to be much more relaxed atmosphere. And, and, and like you said, everybody seems to be enjoying it more because it is more of a celebration of football, a bit more celebration of family togetherness. You know, appreciating greatness as well, like we said with Andy Reid. Like you said, that's what we've seen all week, really. It's just mm. been a lovely, <laughs> warm feeling. It's yeah. This is what the NFL should be. This is what it should be like. Um, yeah, have the trash talking now and again, but previous week, like you said, it, oh, mate, I've never been so wound up for a game before <laughs> with the, the Bengals game. I know we keep talking about it now, and it's been like a week or two behind now, but it was... It was at high stakes. It was probably higher stakes than what this one was now. But um, no, I just, just sticking on Mama Kelsey briefly, she did answer one of the questions that we asked in our previous podcast. Okay. Sort of. She asked. She has answered it sort of. Because she was asked, literally by Travis and Jason, come on then, who are you supporting? Which one Which one are you supporting for here? And she was, she was, she was very good. She says, if I've got to answer that, then... You've got to answer. Who would you save if, if me and your dad were in a sinking boat? Who would you save? <laughs> and Jason Amazing. said, "Jason, straight out of his mouth went, you man." <laughs> <laughs> I like it. She did. She did almost answer it in a way that uh, I think it was on a, a different interview actually, where she said that um, Jason did give her grandkids, and Travis hasn't. There we go. So she's she's probably kind of leaning towards Jason, yeah. but, but she probably thinks the younger brother, Travis is, is she's still wavering a little bit, but no, grandkids, she is, if that's, she's leaning towards ja- uh, Jason, trust me, uh, as my mum's favorite son, who's delivered her three gorgeous boys, yeah. for grandsons. Um, yeah. Trust me. I am definitely like number one son. Of the lot, <laughs> so and yeah, Jason Kelsey is absolutely Mama Kelsey's favorite son, and yeah. she wants him to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I guarantee yeah. it. Probably because because not only that, remember the kids are going to be happy as well. So she gets to see the kids happy. So you know, yeah, yeah. But I kind of want Jason to win now. <laughs> All right, then we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go through the Chiefs and Eagles injury reports and. We'll also be discussing the up-and-coming Super Bowl 57. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge? That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi there. Welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom in the Super Bowl build-up for Super Bowl 57. Another Super Bowl. Three Super Bowls in four years. Mate, we are living in a dream world right now, but... Mm -hmm. We've got to talk about the most important things going on in this game, or most importantly, Rihanna. Rihanna's the uh, the, the, the halftime show this year. Um, we were fortunate enough to see your um, future wife, didn't we? Yeah. Now she's broken um, up with Joe PK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's on the market now, mate. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Shakira was um, was the halftime show that what we saw, and uh, J Lo, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But this year it's Rihanna. Have you got a favorite Rihanna song? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do have a favorite. It's Disturbia, which isn't going to get played according to the bookmakers. What? Yeah. Why is that not going to get played? Well, actually, no. It might be. It might be played. Actually, no. I'm looking at. I'm looking at some odds here about first and last song. Okay, she's had. Ah. So, she's had so many bangers. Yeah. Honestly, her her catalogue of songs is incredible. Like, I'm looking at this list now, and I kind of want them all to be in there. <laughs> Like, how long has yeah, she got though? She only got like fifteen minutes. <laughs> yes, it's twelve minutes normally, isn't it? To get all yeah. of those uh, all of those bangers in one kind of sitting. Mm. Yeah, I, I like. Who's going to be the guest? Like guest she has out as well. Who's that going to be? I don't know. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? Introducing. <laughs> hey, could happen. Have you, you seen what Fred Durst looks like these days? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like yeah. he's um, different, isn't he? Like he's 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 embracing age. Fair play to him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can say, I'm going to see them in April, anyways. But anyway, that's the second time we've talked about Limbisky on this one podcast. <laughs> we've we've talked more about Limbisky than Patrick Mahomes. In fact, we might have said the words Limbisky more times than Patrick Mahomes this entire podcast. And we're like 30 minutes into it. <laughs> that will change. That will change. Yeah, that will change. Yeah, no, um, I, I like Disturbia. That's probably my favourite song, but I think she's had so many good songs. Obviously, Umbrella, Ella, Ella, Ella is a good one. Um, don't Stop the Music. I just, you know, there's going to be so, like, you just know that it's going to be a party. Like, a lot of people oh. use this, a lot of people use the halftime show to go and get a drink or go for a wee or whatever. Absolutely mm. not. I, I, I am locked in on that on that halftime show. And I am hoping that the pub that we're going to watch the game at, like turns it up at halftime, doesn't like use it as an excuse to turn it down. So everyone can have a chin wag. No, let's just, yeah, let's have yeah. a pie. I do enjoy the halftime show a lot. Katy Perry for me, by the way, the, the best halftime show. Left shark. Yeah. Yeah. Left shark. Honestly, <laughs> that, that for me, in time, as a Super Bowl as a whole, that Super Bowl was my favorite Super Bowl of all time. That was, was the, that was the, um, Malcolm Butler, Patriots, Seahawks, Super Bowl. Um, yeah, with Katy Perry, it's a halftime show. Cracking, cracking Super Bowl. Mm. I think my favourite is Only Girl in the World. Ooh, Purely nice. because it's on Grand Theft Auto. Whenever you're in the car. If I'm ever driving around on Grand Theft Auto, right? 
Yeah. That, that song comes on. I carry on until the song ends. <laughs> and then I get out of the car. Yeah, driving along in your best behaviour, just so yeah. you don't get stopped by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> got me five stars on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, Tom, let's get serious now because, uh, mate, that is a stacked roster. I can see why you selected them at the beginning of the season to be yeah. your Super Bowl pick because, man, that that's a tough team. If, if Mahomes yeah. manages to beat this Eagles team, this will probably be one of the greatest Super Bowl runs ever. Yeah, on one ankle for sure. Like, I, I think the Chiefs have the three best players in the Super Bowl. I do. Yeah, I just think overall, they probably the Eagles probably have more talent in more positions. Yeah, um, is it's it's such a, a weird game to evaluate because in terms of top end, mm-hmm. the Chiefs are better. They are better. They have they're the better coaches. They have the better top end talent. They're the better quarterback. They have the best defensive player on the field. They have the best pass catcher on the field as well. And this is not to say that the Chiefs roster isn't deep. No, it, it absolutely is because Brett Veach has done such an excellent job in building the bottom of the roster. Like now the, the middle to the bottom of the roster is so much better than it was 12 months ago. The big problem with the Super Bowl teams of the last two for the Chiefs is that they've been too top heavy and they've been too reliant on superstars. And they do have superstars. It's not going, but they do have some like middle of the road talent. They have the, your, your Trey Smith, uh, Creed Humphreys, they have Joe Tooney. They have mm-hmm. those type of guys, Justin Reed, one for They have those guys that are excellent players and good contributors. The problem is, is that the Eagles have like a load of eight out of tens. That's, yeah. that's the best way to describe the Eagles. They, we have our 10 out of tens and we have our six out of tens and we have our seven out of tens. The Eagles have just got a bunch of eight, nine out of tens across the board. They're everywhere. Yeah. Every single position on the field, they have got eight, nine out of tens. And those type of teams, especially when well coached, are really, really hard to beat. So I thought the Bengals was going to be the toughest challenge of this, uh, the season so far for the Chiefs. And it was, obviously, went down to the wire. Obviously, injuries didn't help that. But this this, this, this Eagles team, and I know the people have their doubts about them, but I look at this Eagles team, I look at this roster, and I just think, man, the Chiefs have got their work cut, cut out this weekend. They really have. Whenever I look at a roster, I always try and kind of look at it in a viewpoint of what is going to be the weakness here that we can really kind of exploit, what the Chiefs yeah. can exploit in this. And seriously, I, I, I struggled a bit with the, the Bengals because they yeah. were pretty much stacked as well. But again... I'm looking at this Eagles team and I'm thinking there's nothing on there that I can actually for sure say there is a particular weakness there that we must exploit because the corners are decent. The D line's number one. Yeah. Um, just just like you said, the, the roster just seems so stacked. But again, when you look at a roster, you think, well, you know, is the offense better than their defense? And, and you know, is that going to be something that we can look at where we can probably try and exploit? But again, they seem very much parallel. They're, they're, they're another complete team that the Chiefs have to face. The Bengals were one of those complete teams. The Eagles are a, are a complete team as well. You're right in what you're saying. Probably Chiefs will, will probably top it out with the fact that they've got better coaching, miles better coaching. But player talent and and player kind of readiness and and the 
like you said, just the whole kind of roster. It scared. I, mean, I must admit, it did scare me a little bit because I was thinking this is going to be an uphill battle for the Chiefs, um, and especially the fact that we're so banged up as well. I mean, mm. I've looked at the, the both the injury reports for both teams, and I mean, yes, the injury report for the Eagles is longer, but it's just little niggles here and there. But mm. the Chiefs did seem as though they got banged up quite a bit in the previous game, and like you said, we're, we're always kind of worried about Patrick Mahomes and that angle, um, but. Can you see a weakness in this? Are, are you just the same as me, just thinking I can't pick anything out on this on this Eagles team? I mean, I can't, but Brandon Ayuk did. Uh, <laughs> he uh, the the ers <laughs> receiver. He came out and he said some bits this week that's given me some confidence. And he came out and said, if I were going to bet on this game, I would take everything that I own, get it in cash, and put my money on the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, first first of all, Brandon. I don't think I could get much money for my my possessions. I don't own a lot. So yeah, it's, it's probably not worth selling <laughs> my Xbox One just to put some money on the Chiefs. Um, secondly, there has do you reckon there's any truth in, in that? Because obviously the 49ers, their, their game plan went out the window immediately. As soon as Brad, uh, Brock Purdy got injured, that was it. They were done. But they said they saw something and... Carl Shanahan is renowned as one of the best offensive play callers, as is a certain Mr. Andy Reid. So maybe we do talk about often about saving the good stuff. <laughs> maybe now that Mahomes, because remember what we have to remember, how good was that first drive against Jacksonville? It was phenomenal. Yeah. It was really uh-huh. good. It looked like Mahomes is going to have one of those days where he was just going to come out and just go be like, oh, I'm him that I'm that guy type of game. And then he got injured. So that kind of ruined that game plan for that game. Then obviously in the Bengals, it was kind of like a make-do type of game plan. We just need, don't care how we get through it, we just need to get through it. It doesn't matter how. Just winning is all that matters. Just get through the game. But now, if Mahomes is healthy, ah, healthier, healthy, he'd be healthy, he'd be fine. He'd be fine. He'd be be fine. fine. It'd be fine. If Tony plays, like he's saying he's definitely going to play. If Juju can get on the field, obviously Travis Kelsey, we haven't heard anything about the backs. You like to think that he's okay. A full offensive line. If they can game plan for the the, the Eagles pass rush, which has been dominant this year, maybe we're going to see a continuation of what we were going to see against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was, in my opinion, going to be complete and utter domination on the part of Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes. Maybe that's the type of game we're going to see this week, maybe we're going to see Andy Reid's best, Andy Reid's finest, Andy Reid's finest cheeseburger of a play call. That's what we're going to see <laughs> this this weekend. And maybe Brandon Ayuk has just kind of like made it public knowledge. Actually, yeah, the Eagles can be had. We were going to have them, but then Brock Purdy decided to twist his elbow in half. Like I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be reading into it that much, but he has made me feel a lot better about the Chiefs playing the number one passing defense. The fact that if they think they were going to game plan for it with Brock Purdy and they were going to score points, what's Patrick Mahomes going to do knowing what they were in line to do to open this playoffs, open these these playoffs against the Jaguars? Should we really take it serious at the fact that this Eagles team has the number one defensive line, the number one defense, passing defense? Yeah. And the fact that they are the number one all line as well. Do we have to take that serious? Consider considering the the season they've had, yeah. Where it's it the strength of schedule was what twenty something, I think it was. I yeah. think from memory, 
is it really something that we can take? Can we take this Eagles team really serious? Because they they breezed through the playoffs, but yeah. not because of the way that they played, because it was basically because either the opposition was absolutely killing itself, i.e. the Niners, yeah. or it was the fact that the Giants just kind of reached the peak and kind of ran out of, ran out of steam. Can we really, really consider the Eagles as, as thinking, well, they've really proven themselves? Because at least the Chiefs have gone through probably one of the most difficult starts of the season. Yeah. Um, can we take the Eagles serious? I mean, you've got to. You've got to. <laughs> we got we to. can't sit here and talk about the talent that they've got uh, in all they three levels talent, of the defence yeah. and everywhere on offence. We can't talk about their, their levels of talent and not take them seriously. Do I think they've had it kind of easy this year? Absolutely. But they've mm. dealt with good teams. Uh, they've dealt with bad teams. Like that, we, The Chiefs have done it. The Chiefs have played some bad teams this year and just done enough to beat them. Do we think any less of the Chiefs are doing that? No, they just kind of bored maybe a little bit, and they're just like breezing through. It's not their fault that they play the Giants, which were a team which was heavily outmatched. It's not their fault that the uh, the 49ers decided to like kill themselves, literally, you themselves <laughs> literally yeah. on, on the field um, in the NFC Championship game. It's not their fault. But if you want to take some, I don't know, words of encouragement or like, from those games is maybe how the 49ers stopped the Eagles consistently in the first half of that game. Like there, I think there was three free and outs in a row from um, the Eagles. And that's when the game was close. And this is just in and around the time that Christian McCaffrey scored that touchdown. So the the 49ers were in the game. Then it just kind of like threw it away a little bit. They conceded a touchdown just before the half. And then just again, they got the ball back just before halftime. And then they fumbled and then, the Eagles made it a two-score game just before half time, and that kind of killed that game as a contest. But maybe you can take some encouragement from the fact that they weren't moving the ball very well against the 49ers. And now that I know the 49ers defense is nowhere near as good as the Chiefs. Um, sorry, I know the Chiefs defense is nowhere near as good as the 49ers, but they've been playing very well, the Chiefs defense. And maybe there's some some bits there that the Chiefs can take some encouragement from. Mm. But I wouldn't read too much into those particular games, Not certainly not the 49ers and the Giants. If you're going to look at any games from the, the uh, Eagles schedule, you probably want to look at the games against the Cowboys, which mm. were points, points, points. And that's very much how I expect this game to go, by the way. Uh, I expect a, a very high score and a fair end. Maybe look at that Prescott, probably the best quarterback that the Eagles faced this year. Comparable to what who was the best quarterback that we've played this year? What Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen? Like, like the list is endless of all the good quarterbacks that we've played. Quite a few in there. <laughs> yeah, so we've we've been we've been battle tested. I don't think the Eagles have been, but that doesn't mean I'm taking them any less serious. I think they're. A well, if anything, they might be they might be a lot fresher. You never know. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. Um. Is there a particular player on the Chiefs that you think might be the key to opening up this uh, this number one defense? Uh, is there is there a particular player that you think I quite fancy him this time? I mean, I, everyone talks about Kelsey and stuff, and it's going to be the Kelsey ball, but there must be somebody out there in this Chiefs team that you think is going to be the rising star. We had it with Damian Williams in the um, the, the Super Bowl Fifty Four. Mm-hmm. He had a brilliant time there, didn't he? And he, he made sure he kind of. Uh, Took the game on its on its back, sort of thing, and 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 made a made a statement. Uh, is there a is there a player like that that might surprise us? It depends on what receivers dress. To be honest, mm. um, 
so I think they will dress, but it's how, how active they're going to be. So I, yeah. I want to say someone like Tony, but you just, you don't know. You don't know how healthy he is. Mm. Uh, you don't know what state he's going to be into play. So I'm going to go with one of the running backs and I'm going to say Isaiah Pacheco. All right. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to say he's going to have a game. I think. No, I'm changing that. Oh, no, I'm, I'm changing that. No, 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 not Isaiah Pacheco. No, 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 Pacheco. You're gearing up for Dublin, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say the other running back, Jack McKinnon. Me? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, I'm going to say the other running back. I've, like, obviously, he's going to have a job on his hands anyway, helping out with pass protection because this Eagles defensive line just gets so many sacks. Yeah. And we have a couple of weak links out and uh, out on tackles and the tackle. So um, I think Jack McKinnon's going to have a lot to do with pass protection, but I think he's going to get sprung as well mm. in those type of plays and the checkdowns in the screen game. I, I am looking forward to Jack McKinnon having himself a game because he's been so close to Super Bowls before with so many like good teams. And now he's finally at one. He finally gets to play in the Super Bowl. So yeah, I, I think he's going to have a good game. If, if, if he's going to be any Chiefs player that, that's not named Patrick, that's not named Travis, that I think are going to have a good game. And I know they're healthy. I'm going to say Jarek McKinnon. Mate, I, I've been saying Jared McKinnon all week. I've been on these other podcasts in the UK and I've said yeah. Jared McKinnon all the time. I just feel that Jared McKinnon has something that has that versatility that we kind of need, but okay. also the kind of surprise factor as well, because everybody's going to be doubling up on Kelsey. Yeah. They, they triple him. They're going to be locking him down because he's clearly the Chiefs' best receiver at the minute. Mm-hmm. The, the stats have proven that. Um, Hall of Fame talent. So... Like you said, McKinnon's going to be that one player who I hope, and and I hope I'm kind of right on this, one, um, but I really hope that Andy Reid kind of dusts off one of his old playbooks, the Alex Smith era playbooks, right? Now, okay. now follow me on this one, right? Okay. When when Jamal Charles had that five touchdown game <laughs> against the Raiders, right? Where, no pressure, Jerry. No pressure, Jerry. We just want you to have the just be Jamal Charles. best fantasy game of all time. That's what we want you to repeat. And also, Jerry, can you do it in the Super Bowl? Is that yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah, can you can you do that? Is, is that all right, Jerry? Are you, Jerry, are you sure? Can you handle this? Do you want to have my an question all-time the, performance? Uh, <laughs> my yeah. question at the Super Bowl open day. Can you just play, yeah. play like Jamal Charles? Um, <laughs> no, but but what I mean by it is, I'm going to clear this up because what I mean by it is. Yes, there's going to be a lot of emphasis on the Eagles are going to be really kind of pressuring Mahomes as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Aren't they? Yeah. If he can, like you say, spring out and be that kind of check down that Alex Smith used to used to give to Jamal Charles in that in that five touchdown game. Because if you watch that back, it was a lot of the time it was bringing on the, the Raiders, mm. the Raiders pass rush. It was and still it was, screen, it was screen passes. It was all screen passes, wasn't it? Yeah. And and look how effective it was. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that we have the ghost of Alex Smith playbook <laughs> wheeled Jeez. in, dusted off by Andy Reid, and goes, "Do you know what, guys? We're about to party and have we're gonna have oh, gold cheeseburgers for our, for the our rest of our days." Oh, sorry, let's <laughs> let's get rid of Travis Kelsey. Let's just put Sean McGrath at yeah, yeah, the, the beard. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, come on. 
Make it that happens. If Jeremy McKinnon gets a five TD game in the Super Bowl, I've, mate. I'm, well, I'm, if Jeremy McKinnon gets five TDs in the Super Bowl, he's going to win Super Bowl MVP, and his current odds to win Super Bowl MVP are fifty to one. So book it; it's happening. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be a worth a tenner, isn't it, Brad? <laughs> oh, Jeremy, don't Jamal take gambling Charles. advice off me. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's kind of like a, a redemption story, isn't it? This Super Bowl for the offensive line, but it's, well, more so Brett Veach because obviously when we played the last Super Bowl we were in against the Bucks, we all know what happened there with the offensive line and the the terrorizing pass rush of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Mahomes running for his life, and obviously that led to the rebuild, that led to um, almost like a culture change, a shift change in the way that they were going to build the team, mm. protect Pat first, then give him weapons second. Um, and now we're in a Super Bowl where they're facing a, a similar sort of opposition, a, a just as scary mm. defensive line. And it kind of, this game and how Patrick Mahomes plays in it and how well he's protected will tell us whether the plan paid off or not. Like, yeah. it's the day of reckoning for that plan, for that off-season of 2020, or 2021 rather. It's that, that off-season there. It's this is this weekend is when we find out whether Brett Veach's plan worked or not. Because be if, from it, yeah, yeah, but well, because if they can't protect, if they can't protect Patrick Mahomes against a good defensive line on Sunday, then you might as well just spend all the money on the defense. Mm. <laughs> Let's be honest, you might as well just try and make the defense an all world yeah. defense and make them good. Like you're talking about handing out contracts in a couple of years to Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey, Orlando Brown wants to get paid. But if they can't do it in the Super Bowl in the biggest game against a four man pass rush in Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, and all the other guys that they have on the uh, sweat, um, Brandon Graham, all those other guys that they have yeah. on the defensive line for the Eagles, if you can't protect against them in the Super Bowl, then what's the point in paying them? There is no point in paying them. So the Chiefs, the Chiefs offensive line are kind of playing for a payday as well this, this week. If they, they want their big payday, if Orlando Brown wants to get paid by Kansas City in the offseason, he can't let anyone touch Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. Literally. We cannot have we cannot have a repeat of Super Bowl 55. Mm. And if we do, Brett Veach's plan has failed. Yeah. So he's you know, I'm not saying he's not on the hot seat. I don't believe when he's on the hot seat for I think he's done an excellent job. But that rebuild has failed. Yeah. That rebuild, that mini rebuild, rebuild of the offensive line. Yeah. And the way we built the team may, probably failed if mm-hmm. it push comes to shove and we lose the game because of the play of the offensive line. I think that's fair to say. I would say no that. Pressure. No pressure, guys. <laughs> All line literally no pressure, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, should we go with the predictions, mate? You're going high score, aren't you? You're going for a, a I am. I, do you know what I watched the other day? I watched the Eagles-Patriots, their, their Super Bowl from 2017. Yeah. And the reason why I watched it again, because I haven't re-watched it since the night. And the night I the night it was on, I was so drunk. Like, <laughs> so, so drunk. You were there. You were with me. We were so drunk. <laughs> and I don't remember the game at all. So I thought I'd watch it. And what a game it was. Unbelievable mm. affair. And I think we're going to see something similar. I do. I've, I think both teams are going 30-plus. Really? I think we're going to get a proper shootout. A shootout, right? It's a f***ing shootout! Like a whist. Chiefs are going to win. Going to be Super Bowl champs again. Yeah. Got to do it. Chiefs are going to win 37-31. There you go. There you go. There. Oh, all right. Okay. 37-31. Yeah. Okay. Chiefs are going to score points. Patrick Mahomes is going to win Super Bowl MVP. Patrick Mahomes is going to win MVP on Thursday. There's going to be a pie next week in Kansas City. There's going to be a pie on this podcast next week. Dublin's going to turn red. 
I'm probably going to end up face down in a river somewhere. I don't care. It's going to be amazing. And it the weird... you, mate. It really has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care. Like honestly, it's going to be it's going to be amazing. And the the game is going to give us all a heart attack because it's going to be a close affair. It's going to go down to the wire. But ultimately, I have to go with Patrick Mahomes. I have to go with Andy Reid. I have to go with Travis Kelsey, not Jason Kelsey on this one. And I have to go with my preseason prediction of the Chiefs beating the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So, you know, it, it, also if we if that does happen this week, I'm going to be gloaty and smug as hell next Tuesday. Yeah, so, yeah, all next the Wednesday. The Guinness is on you, mate, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, I don't know if you saw, there was a there was a, a leaked, um, apparently the, the NFL has leaked it by accident, the actual result of this game. Did you see that? Is this because Aaron Foster said that the uh, NFL's rigged? Is this yeah, why? it's all okay, scripted, yeah. 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 I mean, he, he kind of said that in tongue-in-cheek, but it was great, all the, seeing all the memes and everybody talking <laughs> yeah. about, like, you know, previous play. I put one over there, Franco Harris, God rest his soul. Um, Franco Harris, and I was saying, bye, he, he practiced all week for that. <laughs> 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 he practiced all preseason for that moment. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, apparently the Chiefs were going to lose this game thirty four thirty seven. So it's kind of, kind of similar to your uh, your prediction. But um, okay. yeah, looking at the uh, the first quarter uh, result, and the Chiefs were ten zero up at that time. Now, if that happens in this game while we're watching it, I'm going. I'm, I'm breaking. I'm breaking stuff because if that's going to be <laughs> the trajectory that's happening, I'm going to be like, no, no, no. If this is scripted, if this is scripted, I'm not having it. Um, no, I've actually gone for a bit more of. Um, bit more of a distant kind of uh blow, blow out let's say i've gone for uh <laughs> I've, i love I've the way gone... you were trying to phrase that all like did... diplomatically yeah <laughs> i, I think really the chiefs will edge the game a bit by a few more points than they expect after <laughs> it's a blowout it's a blowout <laughs> well i've gone uh 34 24 i think i think i went for mine okay um right. so i but i think Again, it's going to be one of those. It's it's going to be a bit of a nail biter for a bit, and I just think the Chiefs are just going to show their experience and show that they've been there before. Honestly, I would love it if the Chiefs just blew them out. It's oh, like, uh, not, sorry, Philadelphia, sorry, Philly fans. It's nothing against you. It's I would love just to be like honestly, the most like nerve wracking thing to happen from like the halftime onwards would be like, what songs Rihanna going to be singing next? Like honestly, yeah, but that's what I want it to be like. I'd love it. If the Chiefs are up by three scores. What's the, what's the first player that Chad Henney's going to do in the first in, in exactly, the second yeah. half? That's yeah. what yeah, oh, yeah. imagine. Imagine bringing in Chad Henney for a Super Bowl. <laughs> to start the second half. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Has that ever happened in the Super Bowl? I can't remember a, a backup ever coming in the Super Bowl to see a game out. Like no. not through injury. Yeah. No, the no, uh, Chiefs, no. Chiefs are going to make history this week. Chad <laughs> Henney. Chad Henney is going to be out there on, the, <laughs> on the send out all the second stringers. Yeah, oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to watching because obviously the last Super Bowl was during COVID times, and I yeah. remember being on Zoom watching that one with you guys. Like obviously me at home, you were at oh, home, horrific talking like this, and like it was good fun and stuff. But it's it's nice to know that a bunch of Chiefs fans and Chiefs fans everywhere in your little communities wherever you are, mm. you know, we're together having the best time watching this game. Like we're gonna have the best time in Dublin. Like I, I can't wait. Like the Guinness Factory tour's already booked. Like it's um like what is it that they, they have white pudding over there as well? Isn't that something that they do in Dublin? I don't know. Uh, not, no this idea. is not this isn't becoming a Dublin tourist show. But yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. I, I can't I can't wait just to be to, we got together with other Chiefs fans watching our team in the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. Uh, 
pinch me. This is yeah. the best. It I think a lot best. of a lot of Chiefs fans are going to be, you know, really kind of living this one up as well. And yeah, like you said, it's it's hopefully it's a right in everything that went wrong last time, and mm-hmm. uh, we can celebrate yet another Super Bowl victory. Yeah, would be nice, and the start of a legacy, start of a dynasty. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, no, I don't think it's the start of one. I think it's a continuation of one. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people say you need to win three to be a dynasty, but mm, I think I two. Know, I, I think two and 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 five back to back to back to back to the AFC Championship games, three Super Bowls, yeah, a couple of MVPs. Uh, yeah, I yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I, I think so, but yeah. if they have to add more, then so be it. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Well, whatever you were all doing. Hope you have a, a fantastic Super Bowl Sunday. Um, like I said, we're we're gonna ha- enjoy it as much as we can, we, as much as we've enjoyed doing this show today because we've just talked crap yet again, haven't we, mate? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's all we've got time for this week. Stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more Chiefs content. And when you get a minute, please leave a, re- a review and uh, also head over to our website www.arrowheadpride.com for more in-depth news and articles on your beloved Chiefs. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you.